With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what a show we've got for you today on this hump day. Hope half the week's been great. Hope the other half even gets better. Uh <laughs> Jonas, a a lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, Some may call it Wednesday. I'm calling it Ben's Day because our guests have the first name of Ben. That's what we've got. We've got Benjamin Albright coming up in about 20 minutes, talking all things NFL, specifically the NFL draft. Uh, Benjamin, one of the one of the best there is. His mocks are much more accurate than everyone else. And then coming up a bit later on in the show, Ben Gulliver talking NBA. He's also got a book coming out. So uh, instead of Wednesday, we could call this Ben's Day. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, you know, the most important question today is, Dan, don't you know what it is? No, what's that? How you been? Oh, very good. Oh, Pun man. this, baby. Let's get this pun train started. Uh, 12.30, after our Benjamin Albright interview, we'll do uh, Ben There, Done That. That will be a, <laughs> a game. We could go all day long with this. I don't want any mocking fake laughs. I, this is this is real laughter here. Uh, Iowa Sam is in for John Ramos, who continues oh, uh, Anniversary Fest 2021. So John Ramos and his wife Suzanne celebrated their anniversary on Saturday, but they're still celebrating the anniversary on Wednesday. 
John out all week. So uh, Iowa Sam's here. Ryan Bershinger is uh, the executive producer of today's show. And we have Isaac Lowenkron at the news desk to provide us all the breaking news and, and segments and whatnot. So it should be a fun Ben's day. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to, to be negative here. I know he's not listening, so he's not going to hear this. But do we have to have Sam on the show? Like, does he have to be a part of the show? <laughs> think- like, like, there's nobody else. We can find somebody else. For hey, God's sake. I don't know. Look, I don't know what he does on the weekends. I don't want any of that junk. Okay. I was, I is this either. what you're talking about, Jonas? Yeah. Like, I don't want this. I don't want these jokes because I feel our humor is actually funny. And when you have the sarcastic laughs after it, I think it lessens uh, what we've got, right? Yeah. I no, mean, I, I, I totally agree. It's uh, You know what this is? This is farmhouse humor for Iowa Sam because he grew Indeed. up on a farm. This is what they laughed at when they were in between cow tipping. And I think it's insulting. I think it's disrespectful to us. And uh, and if there's any way that we could just make sure that he sits out for a couple hours. It, really it, not o- all of us. it not only shows where he's from, it also shows where he's been. That's, yeah, that's, there it is. <laughs> that's what it really does. That didn't, that didn't, love it. That didn't that's make any sense done. at all. Hey, by the way, the Iowa Sam Defense League, shut up. We're just busting balls here. I <laughs> love the guy. All right, I, I, I've worked more shows with him and Dan Byer than probably anybody at the network, so calm down. Oh, man. Uh, news, today in the, news today in the NFL, Jadavian Ben Clowney. As people don't know, that's his nickname that we can we can throw in. No, Jadavian Clowney signed a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Incentives uh, could push the value of the contract up to $10 million. Pretty amazing for Clowney. It's something Doug and I talked a bit about uh, earlier in the week. But last offseason, there seemed to be, what, about three teams interested in Clowney? It was the Titans, Seahawks, and Browns. And now there is one team interested in Clowney, and he still can almost get ten million dollars. Uh, but but it it does it it does set up a couple of things in in Cleveland. Number one, I actually think it's a good situation for him because you have Miles Garrett on one side, and now you've got Clowney on the other. And Clowney isn't a sacks guy, which has been pointed out a bunch over the last eighteen months or so. Yeah. So you're not going to go, uh, you know, he's not the guy that's going to give you 15 to 17 sacks. However, I do think that those sack numbers will go up with Miles Garrett on the other side of the line. So I think I think this situation is better than what he had in Tennessee where he was, you know, supposed to be the guy to get after the quarterback. And even in Seattle where he did dominate a couple of games, but the, the sack numbers weren't huge. I do think that this situation is a little bit better for Jadevian Cloudy than maybe uh, the previous other stops uh, for him to get to get better numbers. Well, no, I, I totally agree. And I think the sack numbers are going to go up this year because uh, they can't go down because he had zero last year. So uh, <laughs> all he's got to do is combine on a half sack with somebody there. Uh, I, I don't care who it is. Uh, they want to bring back Joe Juravicious and have him play DN. Just combine for a half sack with any <laughs> Cleveland Brown you could ever possibly think of. And Jadevian Clowney will up his numbers from a year ago. It is – look, man, it, it's one of the – I've never seen somebody make a career – off one hit in a bowl game only because a guy didn't chin up his helmet the right way. Like, he didn't put his helmet on the right way. Like, I've, I've never seen it. This It is amazing. Um, he, he he plays the run well. Uh, he's a good player, but he's not this great all-elite uh, type player that everybody makes him out to be. He had that monster game. Remember when the Seahawks signed him? I think it was the first game. Was it a Monday night against the 49ers? And he was just dominant, and he was all over the field. But those are so few and far between with him that, yeah, it, it, it's, it's some help to Miles Garrett. Um, it's another piece to the defense, but, you know, what he does individually, I'm not looking for a Pro Bowl appearance from Jadevi and Clowney after this signing. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't his premiere, but it was a primetime game where he completely dominated. He also had a good game against Arizona, uh, where he you know tipped a tipped a pass and then was able to pick it off you know from Kyler Murray and take it back to the house himself. So there were those plays, there were those flashes, but the the 15 sack sort of season is not what you're going to get from Jadevian Clowney. But I don't even think, Jonas, that this situation is Clowney focused. Like now that Clowney's in Cleveland and he's got his situation for what the Browns are going to do on defense, to me it's more about the other side of the ball and what they've got. Like if the Browns don't get it done this year, I don't think people are going to say you shouldn't have given Clowney that five million, you know, that ten million dollar deal. <laughs> like it's not going to be on his shoulders. It's, Everything it's was not. going so smooth before Jadevi got here. How yeah. dare you guys? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like my goodness, it's not going to be on him. It's just not going to. And it's why I think that Baker Mayfield is actually the guy, not only in Cleveland but in the entire NFL, that has the most pressure on him 
entering the 2021 season. When you take everything that's there, in, in just in Cleveland, just take in Cleveland, so you add Clowney, you end up getting a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. coming back. So now you've got hopefully an OBJ that, that can last the whole season, and you've added a piece on defense, and you were actually, uh, outside of the Chiefs getting run over in the Super Bowl by the Buccaneers, you know, you were the team in the playoffs that gave Kansas City a run for their money in the divisional playoffs. Like, there's everything is there for Cleveland. Now you're in Kevin Stefanski's second season for the Browns and their decision that they have to make. And and I, you know, the, with with Baker Mayfield, fifth year option, uh, likely to be picked up. The, the 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 thinking to me, Jonas, is for a team that is close. The only question is, is what's going to happen at quarterback? And that's where I think like so much pressure, like where the Browns go will be determined by Baker Mayfield. And that's why I think he's got the biggest amount of pressure than anybody on any team entering the 2021 season. Well, and a lot of this is also on himself because when he showed you early on, when things don't go well, you can get under his skin. Remember he stormed out of the, uh, the press conference. He had a, a back and forth with somebody. He got into it. He's gotten into it with people on Twitter. He's gotten frustrated. And so, yeah, the heat's going to be on him regardless. He's a number one pick. Uh, I don't think anybody looks at him as a number one pick type quarterback. He had a good year, but it's not like they're winning games because of Baker Mayfield. He's part of that team and that offense, and he played well enough, but I don't think that he's this all-world type talent that that people look around the NFL and go, oh, yeah, that's a Patrick Mahomes type. That's somebody that you build your entire team around. I think their decision is, is going to be an interesting one. Obviously, you can pick up the option, and there's that, but I don't, I, I don't think Cleveland's in a spot. If, if they say, you know, they went to the playoffs this past year, say they go to the playoffs again and they lose in the opening round, man, this is the most success they've had. And I don't think you can run the risk turning your back on Baker Mayfield. So even if he has just a serviceable year and, and they have somewhat success and, and they get to a postseason game, even if they don't make a deep run, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're going to try and lock him up long-term because they don't want to run the risk that they throw off the chemistry for an organization that's been bad for a really long time that has never had any sort of stability offensively or at the quarterback position. So even if he just has a, a mediocre to, to stable type season, I just I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think they can afford to lose but, him. But where, where, do, where do you think the chirping goes if they don't have success? I think it goes to the quarterback position. Like it's not going to be. They're going to run the football. They're going to be able to run the football with Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt. That's not going to be an issue. And Baker's coming off of a season, and I'm a guy who subscribes to where I actually think that two thirds of the quarterbacks can make it to a Super Bowl. It's just how good your team is around you. I'm not the quarterback driven sort of guy. Baker Mayfield's quarterback rating last year on a season where he threw 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions was middle of the pack. He was 15th. He was tied with Gardner Minshew. And and the reason why I think that there is going to be an issue is because of the one issue that we have looked at this entire offseason. And it's in San Francisco. And it's how we look at Jimmy Garoppolo and what Jimmy Garoppolo has done. And Jimmy Garoppolo is an okay quarterback. I I, I don't think he's a a you know a a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League, but we still point out to him overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl and what could have been. And I think if the Browns have any sort of hiccup this year, that that is where the focus is going to be. And I think that you with with what we've seen this offseason and what we've seen with franchises and drafting quarterbacks and trying to move up, I wouldn't say that they're connected to him like long term. Like just to just because, you know, despite their lack of postseason success, now with seven teams making it to the playoffs from each conference each year, it's gonna make it a little bit easier. I I, I just I think they would have more opportunity to move on from him if he doesn't show that he can be their guy. I just I don't know that they've got the cachet to be able to walk away walk away from success like that. The 49ers do. They've got a, a long track record and a long history, and Kyle Shanahan's respected enough and has done it with enough quarterbacks. I just I don't know that that there's an there's enough there with Stefanski and enough proven that he can do it with whoever you give him in order to just to bail on Baker Mayfield. Like I I think it would take something like an injury or just absolutely awful play, awful play, which. Look, we've seen him play bad before, so it's not like it's outside the realm of possibility. But if I'm a betting man, I think he's going to be there long term. I really do. If he has a similar season to last year, does he stay? 
Yes. I agree. If yeah. he takes a step back, does he stay? <sighs> I agree. I agree. And that's uh, yeah. that's like my whole point about it of like where where do you go? Like what do you do with the Cleveland Browns if Baker Mayfield doesn't doesn't take that step forward this year? Like where do you go because everything is in is in place. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're paying millions of dollars to, to Miles Garrett to get after the quarterback. He's doing his job. You're running the football. You've, I mean, you know, I, I, their wide receiving core is, is actually one of the better ones that you've got in the yes, National Football agreed. League. So agreed. you have to take advantage of that as well. So even the hesitation, and that's where, I, that's where I think that they are in trying to think, and that's where I think, like, you know, the 49ers are in looking at, all right, we've got everything we want in place. We just maybe need that guy to take that next step and maybe Baker isn't in the timing of it of this entering his fourth year and if they pick up the option this year you could still you're going to have time to make that decision but you're also going to have to look towards your future after his fourth year and I, I even look around at the other moves Jonas in the in the NFL like I, I think there's more pressure on Baker Mayfield than there is of Carson Wentz with the Colts just for the simple fact of I think it's the Colts who are the ones under pressure yeah, because they no, made that that sort yeah. of deal. But just agree. looking around the NFL, I mean, Pittsburgh's not going to be any better, so you expect that the Browns should be better than them. Who knows what's going to happen with the Chiefs if there's going to be a hangover. There, there's like, like I don't want to say it's there for the taking, but Cleveland could be a player. They could be a Super Bowl caliber team if Baker Mayfield plays up to it. And that's just the question on is he going to be able to have that 2020 campaign? Because if he takes a step back, even the slightest step back, I think Cleveland's really got to ask themselves, all right, is this the right move for us? Is he the guy for the future? Because we've got everything else in place. Uh, so you pointed to the Jimmy Garoppolo, but before we get to break, I want to ask you this. If Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have the health issues, is San Francisco already moving on from him? Because I don't think they are. I think I think his durability is the biggest issue they have. I think I think they'd be ready to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they'd be ready to continue on with him yeah. if not for the fact that he that he could not stay healthy and he's been injured as much as he has. Yeah, I don't hold the Super Bowl throw against him because I don't it's need a one off. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes for three and a half quarters. Like he yeah. was the better quarterback. I I think I think that he's good enough, and 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 that's that's all that like my level is. So I think like 20 quarterbacks in the NFL, Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. You know, like just getting to the Super Bowl, then you hope maybe your team can end up putting you over that that edge. But yeah, I I, I think that uh, I, I, that could definitely be a, a play in it. But I also think I also think in San Francisco, it is about that, or it is Kyle Shanahan getting what he wants. He's got he gets a lot of power for not having that much on the resume. <laughs> And, and, and so I think like he wants to keep it, you know, keep it that way that, you know, to, to have his guy. I mean, yeah. honestly, if they, they take Mac Jones, uh, I mean, over fields or, or Lance, uh, that, that, that tells you all you need to know. But yeah, I, I think that there's, there's a, there's, there's that part of it. I think Jimmy G is good enough to, to win a Super Bowl. Heck, he got to a Super Bowl. So yeah, he fits that, that category. He's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, there is a major rumor atop the NFL draft. We will find out whether or not it's actually true. It's yours next here on FSR. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, it is. I'm Dan Byer. He's Jonas Knox sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Get Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can find our next guest on Twitter at Albright NFL. Covers the Broncos and the entire NFL for KOA News Radio in the Mile High City. You can also hear him on Broncos Country tonight. And we are patiently waiting for his 2021 mock draft. Benjamin Albright joins us now. So what are what about a week and a half, uh, Benjamin, from the uh, the one and only mock draft that you send out a year? Like, how, how many days away are we uh, from this? Um, you know, usually I like to release it kind of that Monday or Tuesday, so probably, uh, probably that Monday or Tuesday before the draft. I may wait as late as Wednesday. I hate to do that, but uh, this has been kind of a weird year for information gathering, so I, I may wait the extra day this year. You know, I, I'm actually going to start with mock drafts because Jonas and I and later are going <laughs> to talk about this, and I, I love I, I love that you do one because I I love mock drafts and listen I I will go and and I, I will look if, if if my team is out of it and luckily the Seahawks haven't been out of it for a while but uh, you know I'll after a bad loss maybe I'll go and look at a mock draft in November that is isn't even going to be close to to what we've got but nowadays. I just feel that everybody's got a mock draft, and not, and, and not everybody has that information. How did you settle on just saying, you know what, I'm just going to do one, and that's it, and this is what you're going to get from me? How did you come about thinking that was going to be your process? Well, I used to do the multiple mock draft thing, and you know, I guess I kind of got to the point where 
watching this this industry, and you know how it is, like with self promotion, watching guys after the draft talk about how they did, got all these things right in these mock drafts. Well, in my mock draft version sixty three B revision twelve A, I got you know, and I'm like, what what good is that? I mean, you could just make up a whole bunch of different guesses, and eventually some of them are going to be right. So, for me, it was an accountability thing. Who's actually putting out accurate mock drafts and actually putting out good information? So, I decided I was going to limit myself to one and hold myself to that standard. And you know, it's kind of become a, a feature or a presentation thing, I guess, by default every year, and that's been kind of fun. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we were, I was talking to Bucky Brooks about this, and Bucky obviously does mock drafts for NFL.com, and he was just telling me the most frustrating part about it is that when you put out a mock draft, the people get mad at you for the mock draft, and he's <laughs> like, listen – this isn't what I would do. I'm just telling you what I think these teams are going to do. So it's almost like a kill the messenger type situation where they bury him or they bury you for putting out a mock draft when all you're doing is guessing what you think that team's going to do. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, that, that's been the problem. In fact, if you look at the uh, my Twitter or don't, it's a dumpster fire. Save yourself the time. But it's it, yesterday was uh, after I put it out there. You know, I had Lions fans in there just freaking out that I I put Michael Parsons in there over a receiver and offensive lineman and that kind of stuff. And you know, that's it, what it is. They're all coming at. Well, you're an idiot. And I'm like, man, I'm just telling you what conversations I've had have led to. I, I'm not trying to. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, um, tell you what I would do in that situation. It's it's more about these conversations I've had and you know kind giving you a little sprinkling of how I think the first couple of picks might shake out that kind of thing and go from there. It's supposed to be fun. Remember when sports was fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I used to love it. Now everybody thinks they can pick games, and if you don't pick their team, they get mad at you. What a mess. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Albright joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. All right, so today we have we, we have second pro days for Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Uh, how much of a one-off is this? And is this more about the 49ers? Is this more about the pandemic? Why, why, are, why are these two quarterbacks giving us uh, their second pro day or second throwing days today, if you will? Yeah, it's, I've, I've taken to quit calling them pro days and start throwing, calling them throw days myself. I, I, you know, I think it's to leave a lasting impression. I think the fact that you're not getting those private workouts, I think, is is to try to give a, an, an extra edge to it. And you know, I, I agree with that. If you're a top quarterback and you're trying to solidify something, why not? Why not get out there and throw a little extra? It's not going to hurt anything. So, um, I, I think that's really what it's about. I don't know that it adds or, or subtracts anything, but I, I think in the end, if you get the opportunity to get in front of decision makers and leave the last lasting impression in front of them sometimes that can be beneficial and i think that's the thought process behind these hey ben what is the on the situation atop the draft we know we think it's going to be the three quarterbacks that go um there's obviously been this discussion about this second pro day and all that stuff which you were discussing is mac jones 100 percent for sure going to be number three or is there still the outside chance that a justin fields or a trey lance could be the guy for the niners there I, you know, here's the thing. I'm not going to believe it's Mac Jones until that card is turned in and Roger Goodell is reading it. And even then, I'm going to check to make sure that's not a CGI Roger Goodell just to make sure. Um, everybody I talk to around the league, like none of us can believe that it's Mac Jones. So, uh, and, and, you know, I've reached out to, I've reached out to some Niners assistants. Kyle and John haven't even told their assistant coaches, uh, who it is yet. So, you know they're they're keeping it under wraps. Almost nobody I've talked to, in fact, nobody I've talked to believes it's Mac Jones. Um, I still think it's either going to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I've heard both. Um, you know, I, I think the odds on Justin Fields, if you look at uh, if you look at Vegas and you take those tips to heart, I think the odds on Justin Fields have been getting worse, which seems to indicate a lot more people believe it's Justin Fields with their money uh, than with their mouth. What about Atlanta at four? Uh, like, is this? Is Arthur Smith, does he, does he really want Matt Ryan? How much does Terry Fontenot want to move in the future? Is, is that pick in play, or what do you see the Falcons at four doing right now? Well, they got an interesting setup there, and that's one I have I have plenty of information on. Um, you know, Trey Lance is Terry Fontenot's guy. Terry Fontenot was the runner-up for GM here in Denver, and then he got the job in Atlanta, and Trey Lance is his guy. Um, you know, Arthur Smith, uh, a little less sold on that. Kind of wants the tight end in Kyle Pitts. You can see what he did for Jonathan Smith in Tennessee, um, and, and he believes that he can work with Matt Ryan the same way he worked with, you know, with Ryan Tannehill, even though they had different skill sets. Um, and then the ownership there is a little concerned about their salary cap situation in the future and thinks that maybe a trade back and, and multiplying picks, allowing them to, get, them to get cheaper and younger along the way might be the way to go. So there's a, there's a bit of a debate going on there right now. They haven't settled on anything, but those are kind of the options that they're mulling. 
Who's the first non-quarterback off the board? Is it going to be uh, Panay Sewell? Are we looking at Pitts from Florida? Who's your guess is the first non-quarterback off the board in the draft? Um, I, I, I firmly believe it'll be Pitts. If it's not Pitts, I think it'll be Chase. I think Penny Sewell's a guy that's going to go lower than people think. Um, you know, unless Cincinnati takes him, I, I could see him sliding and, and potentially sliding into the teens. Uh, there's there's some people that you know. I, I think the the dichotomy between what fans and media think about him and what the league thinks about him is a little bit different. Um, not that he's a bad player, uh, but he's very young, uh, and he could get there with coaching. But you go look at the tape, and he gets over-leveraged a lot. You're talking about a guy who gets out over his skis, and um, and he doesn't really have the positional versatility that maybe the, the second tackle or, or 1B or whatever you want to call him in Rashawn Slater does, where, where Slater can play four positions along that line, no problem. So, you know, I, I think that Sewell, if he doesn't get picked by the Bengals, and I don't think he's their top choice, um, if he doesn't get picked there, you could see him slide a little and maybe be a draft day surprise slide talking nfl with benjamin albright here on fox sports radio benjamin of course covering the broncos and nfl for koa news radio find him on twitter at albright nfl then that's albright with two l's is this just a one-off that we have so many skill position guys going atop the draft i mean this is i you know, I, I joked on people making mock drafts that shouldn't be making mock drafts because usually <laughs> it's just quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs that you loved in college, and you're like, well, there's no way this is going to happen. But when you look at this rundown, is is this a one-off or is this something that we could maybe start to see trending this way when it comes to the selection process? I think part of it's a one-off, and, and the reason that it's a one-off is because this class in terms of edge rushers and specifically interior defensive linemen is, is sort of weak. Uh, the guys at the top aren't really, you know, top-tier guys for, uh-huh. for the uh, for the edge rush, and then it's just not, you know, there's medical red flags, and then the, the interior defensive line on this class is, is, frankly, the poorest, I think, since I've been covering uh, and, and been watching and paying attention to the draft, which is, uh, has been over 20 years. So, uh, you know, it's it really is, I think, a one-off in regard to that. Um, I don't think that you're going to see a high uh, skill position pursuit in the coming years, just kind of eyeballing the, the players that are out there. You never know. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again, but I, I don't think. I think it's a one-off. Ben, uh, last one for me before we let you go. Is there a, an under-the-radar team in the market for a quarterback that maybe people aren't discussing right now as we head into the draft? Uh, you know, I try to isolate myself a little bit from that, so I don't know who the fans are talking about per se, um, but I would say that keep your eye on both Chicago and Washington, especially if one of those quarterbacks slips, uh, you know, around the eight, you know, to the eight mark or beyond. Uh, I know Washington really likes Trey Lance. I don't think he'll be there, but if he is, they could be in play for that. New England is obviously kind of sniffing around these quarterbacks, and then Chicago uh, as well. They've really got to do something to energize that fan base that's uh, let the air out of the balloon when they signed Andy Dalton. So instead of Russ Wilson, so I, you know, I think that um, I, I think Chicago is probably the one to maybe keep your eye on as maybe the most secretive or the one that's least talked about. And we shall be patiently awaiting. He's giving us nuggets on Twitter at Albright NFL, but the mock should drop uh, in the next week or so. Benjamin Albright, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, happy draft. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Absolutely, guys. Take care. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox uh, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. I was just going to say, he's got – he. He's plugged in, and that Falcon situation heard rumblings. You know that they were they were split uh, with Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, and he's naming who they're split on. Just great, great information. Uh, I just love that he's honest about his frustration with the mock drafts. Just like, yeah, yeah listen, man. Like, there's there's a lot of shenanigans that go on, and people that don't know what the hell they're talking about who are coming out with mock draft sixty eight point four and crap <laughs> hey, like no. that. It, it's oh. you know what it is. It's the people that do more than one bracket for the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing bothers it's, me hey <laughs> i actually did that for the first time this year i was and i won with it can you believe that junk can you, I, I i have been the one bracket guy and i said to my wife uh, i go you know what i've waited for the tournament for so long you know i go it, you know it's been two years we didn't have one last year i go i just don't want to be out of it the first weekend because i had illinois winning it all she's like yeah go ahead and make another one and i picked baylor so well, the the one year I did two fantasy football leagues, I actually won. That was the one really? year I won. So there is something to that. 
I've never yeah. done it since. There's just too much going on. <laughs> know, There's too I much agree. going on. I agree with that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Instead, we've got the one and only Iowa Sam as our technical producer today, and Ryan right. Bershinger as our executive producer. Uh, two years ago today, Jonas, Tiger Woods slipped on the jack- uh, green jacket for the fifth time in his career when he won the Masters. And You know, there's sometimes stories in – in the world of sports that may affect you more than others. And you and I have had this conversation when it comes to sports we love. You're a boxing guy, an MMA guy, and when there's a big fight, either in boxing or in the UFC, see a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to give their analysis oh, of the yeah. fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's, it's my, one of my favorite things in the world when uh, – <laughs> You know, guys start to chime in on on uh, which uh, you know which fighter they think is winning what round, and they somebody says, "Oh man, I I got that fight ten uh, six for so and so." It's like, "Oh, he was knocked down four times." I didn't know. Interesting. <laughs> it's good stuff. You different, really know your stuff. Different fight than what I saw. Uh, that happens to me when watching golf and watching the majors, and because it, it's one of the things that I I love and. Usually, nobody's going to be watching the RBC Heritage and breaking it down on Twitter this weekend. I'll be watching uh, and seeing the action, but it's not going to happen. And it happened, you know, it could have happened last week, Jonas, if people weren't raining on the parade of the Masters and saying, like, man, this is boring. This is, and, and it kind of, it, it, it still kind of bothers me just for the simple fact of, and I think the reason that today is the two year anniversary of Tiger winning, that, when people tune into golf, and I don't know if it's this way with boxing or if it's with UFC, they expect like the amazing thing to happen. Like they expect Tiger Woods to come from behind and go eagle, birdie, ace, birdie, and win the tournament, and then it's just absolutely amazing. Like it doesn't happen every time. And so to hear the Masters ratings for this past weekend were down. Well, no, duh, they were going to be down. Like, like, think about it. Like, the, the, first of all, there is there is no Tiger Woods, so that's a hit already. You don't have Dustin Johnson as your world number one making the cut. Brooks Kepka, another name in golf, uh, not making the cut. The only guy that really drew you in to you know name wise or brand wise was Jordan Spieth, and he and Hideki Matsuyama came in with a four shot lead, and Spieth was you know six or seven shots back. So the so the so the way that the weekend set up, Jonas was not conducive to a huge rating. It just wasn't. But then to see everybody rain on the parade, we're like, man, the Masters was was boring. It just, it really, really annoyed me. And, and, and then it made me think of this. It reminds me of the NFL when there's a bye week with, like, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, and you end up with Dolphins-Giants on Sunday Night Football. Now, there's people who are betting on the games or playing fantasy football, but you can't have it every single week. So that's what happened with the Masters. It's not this, you know, golf doesn't have this enormous problem now that they have to solve because there was no drama at Augusta on Sunday. But it just, it bothered me so much. And here we are on Ben's Day or Wednesday, as most of you call it. And I'm still like, you know, sitting back and it's the two-year anniversary. And, you know, you're looking at ratings of, of what it was when Tiger won. And what it was compared to this past weekend, and yeah, still kind of a bit under my skin. Well, here's um, the well, Tiger's not in it. I'm not watching. It's just a lazy excuse because they weren't going to watch anyways. I mean that that's all that is. I need Tiger in it, or else I'm not interested. I don't I don't fall in that grouping. I could watch it without Tiger Woods. I don't need to see Tiger Woods ever again to to carry memories of oh, that's the greatest golfer I've ever seen. I don't need it. I've I've, I've seen it. I'm good. I think what the issue was is that there was a lacking of something to this tournament. I don't. I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know if we're just we're jaded and we're spoiled because we just saw it in November and and here we are again. I don't know what it was, but there was something missing from it. But the whole well, Tiger's not in it, therefore uh, I'm not interested. I just that that's lazy. Like you're either. I like the big events. All right, the World Cup final. It's never the U.S. I'm still going to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Daytona. Man, I, I, what the hell do I know about cars? I, I drive a Toyota, a 2006 Toyota. I don't know anything about fast cars or engines. But if it's exciting at the end, I'm going to watch. WrestleMania. I don't follow wrestling uh, every single night, every single week. But it's a big event, so I watch. So I watched the Masters. The one thing I took away from it was 
it did seem like it was lacking something, and I can't figure it out. And I don't know a lot of these golfers. I don't know if it's because you know there was a you know a, 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 he had a, Matsuyama had a lead in the end, and there was no real run other than was it Shoffley who made a run? Yeah. I, I think towards yeah. the end, like I just there was something missing from it. I can't put my finger on it, but it doesn't mean that I'm just going to not watch ever again and use that as the example. Why the ratings are down? The ratings have been down in a lot of places. I think people are out and about. I think I think the ratings are going to be down in a lot of sports right now because people can actually leave the house in a lot of places. Still not California. <laughs> Still not here. But uh, you can leave the pl- leave your house in a lot of places. I think people are trying to enjoy the weather and the Masters fell by the wayside. I'm going to watch it next year, but there was something missing from it. it just uh, and, and the the gap, everything that you laid out is the reason. And I think that you could the, the, the lead that Matsuyama had, the names atop the leaderboard weren't marquee games, just like, as I mentioned, on a Giants Dolphins and they that may not even be a Thursday night game but the point being is you know there are Thursday night games where you're like you know what all right tonight may not be the one that I need to intently watch or all right if we're going to go out to dinner if we're going to take the wife out and give up football for a night you know let's make sure that I do it on the night you know that that? (laughs) let's do it on the night that the Panthers face the Rams on Sunday (laughs) night football like that would be like where you're like okay that's maybe not must see TV it's just something that I can end up going past but you're gonna sometimes you get those weeks where you're just like, man, this is the primetime game. Well, yeah, it's because the Chiefs have a bye, the Buccaneers have a bye, the Cowboys aren't playing that week. This happens everywhere. It's just unfortunately for the Masters, you only have a one shot deal because it's once a year, and this just happened to be one and, of those years. And, and I'll and I'll say this, and I and I hope you're in agreement with me. I don't think I hope golf doesn't look at this and go, oh my god, we got to switch something up. And next year you got like a guy on a unicycle at the third hole, and like all the <laughs> like I, oh. I it, 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 it's a one-off situation. It was the it was uh, the perfect storm yeah. of golfers missing the cut and Tiger Woods being in an accident and all the other things that happened. We don't need to drastically change the Masters. They had a down year. They're fine. They're going to be back. Let's not get crazy here. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with it. Bryson DeChambeau, one of the, the biggest you know names, is you know tied for 40th when he's teeing off on Sunday morning. Those things happen. Uh, he's Dan Beyer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, we are going to have game time, uh, but we are going to tell you what is real and what is fake in the world of sports, and it's yours here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Darn right it is. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Jonas Knox sitting in for Doug today. Just because Doug is out doesn't mean we won't play a game like we normally do at this time as we bring in our good friend Isaac Lohenkron for... This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Find Jonas at the Jonas Knox. And you can find Isaac Lohenkron on Twitter at Isaac Lohenkron. Isaac, what's the game today? Iowa Sam, hit me. Real news, fake news. One of our favorites, Major League Baseball will test moving the pitching rubber back one foot in the independent Atlantic League. This would push the pitching rubber back to 61 feet, 6 inches. Is this real news or fake news? Uh, I'm going to go fake because it doesn't make any sense. Mm. All right, we'll stick with that. Let's go fake news. It is. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. What? See, that's your problem, guys. What? You're operating under the assumption that things make sense in sports these days. They haven't for quite some time. You know that. When are what's you guys going to learn? What is that going to do? What, what's the point of this? So exactly. Gonna... There's no point, but they're going to do it anyway. The, the reason they're doing it is because they want to add more offense to the game and cut down on strikeouts. They say there's too many strikeouts, and that that's the reason they're doing it. That's their reason, but I agree and, with you. I don't think and, it makes sense at all. And it's an experiment. They're experimenting, so it's not like it's coming to baseball. But if you do that, you know what it's going to be. Game time tonight, four hours, 21 minutes. Oh, but no kidding, Post-game man. Post-game show like, coming up next. Hey, don't you, th- don't, okay, don't you think that if, you, if the pitcher is pitching from further away, it's going to be more difficult to be accurate, which means more balls, which means more walks, which means these games are going to drag on and on and on? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Make any sense. In a related they story. Do it from Little League. <laughs> They <laughs> <laughs> In a related story, Jonas Knox, now the consensus favorite to be Rob Manfred's successor, the sooner rather the better. 
The NFL, Rob Gronkowski says there is a, quote, 69% chance, unquote, Julian Edelman comes out of retirement to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is that real or fake? You know that's real news. That is. Yeah, it's got to be. Let's find out. Roger that. All right. Oh, it's Roger that. Real news, fake news, or Roger that? (laughs) He made the comment to that impressive, highly respected broadcast journalist. No, not Schefter, not Rappaport, not Glazer, but a TMZ paparazzo at LAX. (laughs) One of those great journalistic scenes where the paparazzo chases them down outside the baggage claim at LAX and peppers them with a bunch of annoying questions, and that's what Gronk had to say. Why do you have to insult TMZ like that? I mean, they do some good work over there. I just just said Pulitzer Prize eligible journalists at, at TMZ. I do remember landing once at LAX and TMZ was there talking to Nick Hogan, Hulk Hogan's son. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are pretty impressive, though, to come out with all those quick, rapid-fire questions on the spur of the moment. Oh, man. Good stuff. Nick Nick Hogan, huh? Yeah. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. That's surprising, and do you want to know why it's surprising? Why is that? Considering what today is, I'm surprised it wasn't Ben Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is Ben's day here on Fox Sports (laughs) Radio. You don't want to miss it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.